fellowship with us today. I welcome you all in the beauty of holiness, for this is truly the day that the Lord has made. I shall rejoice and be glad in it, for this is your ministry of truth, divinely from the mouth of God and divinely out of the word of God. I have several things to share with you all today, but I would like to know if there anyone that has any prayer requests, praise reports, um, any concerns, any dreams you need interpreted, anything you are asking or needing of from the Lord, let's go ahead and get it in today. Well, I have something to say. I had took my colonoscopy, everything came back good. I took my mammogram, everything came back good. And I'm thankful for having another day on this earth this morning. He woke me up, gave me joy. I feel wonderful other than my back (laughs) is hurting, but that's okay. That too shall pay. Amen. That's right. Ain't nothing like a clean bill of health. Yes, ma'am. All that we're going through on the uh, this land and in the earth, you know, they're just distractions to try to keep you and separate you from the love of God. You Amen. Know, I can't tell you what to do and how to do, but I can most certainly guide you in the right direction. And his name is Jesus, the roll call straight. <laughs> I lead you into that way and that pathway because that's the face that you need to be looking in. So I thank God for that. We're going to ask the Lord to touch your back that he may even heal that, that you will feel no pain and do his work that he's called for you to do before leaving this earth. Amen. Amen. Is there anyone else? Floor is open. Anyone else have anything to share, say? You just want to reverence the Lord today? You know, whatever you want to share. If anything troubling you, your heart, anything on your mind, anybody you want to put on the altar, the floor is open. Good morning. Um, I mean, good afternoon, Apostle. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I have a question. I probably already know the answer, but I just need clarification. Um, is it possible for your children to suffer from your sins or your disobedience? Yes, ma'am. When I counsel with families, um, even if it's not just the whole family, when I counsel, even with parents, you know, God always instructs me to tell the parent, and everyone says, I've done that, I've done that, I've done it. You know, we can't repent enough, you know. 
We can't ask God for forgiveness enough. We can't ask God to help us to turn the other cheek enough, you know. But this main thing that people forget to do, and they may have done it, but they also have gone back and snatched them back out of his hands, is to rededicate your children unto God. Give your children back to God because he gave them to you as a gift. As they being a gift unto you, you tell God, I thank you for what you've given me. You know, you've done what he's asked, which was to birth them out, shelter them, feed them, clothe them. Now that they are grown, you know, you were supposed to have taught them the ways of God. And he said, when they get older, they shall not depart from them. They may not do what you want them to do right away, but also you had to live too. You had to grow up in the way that you had to grow up. You were maybe taught about God and maybe not. However, you learned about him on your way through your journey of life. It's the same way for them. You know, how you structured their lives determines a lot of things in their adulthood. It determines how their children come out. So we also have to remember about generational curses. If the curse was not broken with you, it's passed on, either knowingly or unknowingly. And this is why it's important to pray without ceasing, because some people don't know how to break generational curses. Some people don't understand what generational curses are. Sometimes you can put a curse upon your own self. The parent, one may have wanted a boy, one may have wanted a girl. They have resentment in their heart. You know, the matters of the heart is never going to go anywhere. You know, what's in your heart is what's going to flow. You know, what you truly have on your mind, that's why the Word of God says, as a man thinketh, so is he. You know, you may not speak it out of your mouth, but it, it has gone to your heart. You know, so it's important when you go into prayer, and it's never too late. If you're still here on this earth, it's never too late to go and ask God, you know, um, to break these curses. You know, you repent for things that you may have never told anybody about. You don't have to go and out yourself. You go right into prayer between you and God. If you remember when we did laying before the king, I had you all to write down those things that you wanted to let go. You know, go back and search your life and see if those things have been released out for you or out of your life. You know, then you begin to give God praise for that as well. Then you go in to see what is ailing your family. You know, what, what is holding us up? What's holding us back? You know, what is happening? You know, how are my children turning out? You know, and you begin to go into prayer specifically. You know, people say there's no right way or wrong way to pray, but there's also a way that you structure the prayer where it's not in a lustful thing where you won't get answered, you know, also where's your relationship with God? Because if you're still fighting around to get through 
the enemy's ears and his camp for your prayers, you know, this is another reason why you may need to, you know, turn your face to God even more. Amen. Mm -hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. Anybody else? Questions, concerns, you know, interpretation of dreams? You just want to give God praise? You know, the floor is open. Did anybody want to elaborate on her question? All right. Well, Heavenly Father. Hi, Apostle. Hi. This Sonia. Okay. Yes. When you're talking about generational curse, is, can this also be one where my grandma died at 57 of a heart attack? My mom turned around dad at 57 at a heart attack. So me and my sisters and them was talking about it, and, you know, all of us is in our 50s now. So we mm-hmm. were kind of a little weary of, like, oh, wow, is that going the same thing that's going to happen to us because of both of them died, you know, in their 50s? So would that also would be one? Yes, it has its potential because when you look at how the doctors try to diagnose us now versus when we were children, they always ask, what's the history of the family? Mm-hmm. And when you go down the line of, of the ailments and sicknesses, diseases that ailed your family, you go and you look at yourself and you see what you have endured with your health, you know, does anything line up with what your family members prior to you, you know, had to deal with? Not for certain to say, (coughs) excuse me, because mama and grandma passed of the same ailment that you may pass of the same ailment around the same age. But it does give you a timeline of, like, how much time you have. But it also goes back to your relationship with God. You know, do you know their relationship with God? You know, have you seen them working? Welcome, everyone. Um, That... Relationship. Can you mute yourselves out, please? We are on a recorded line. Um, can you look back to what their relationship was with God? The last person that just got online, can you please mute your phone? You know, um, and also, has God spoken to you to change some things? Because you could potentially be 
the curse breaker of the family. You know, you may not have eaten how they've eaten. You know, you may have actually visited your doctors to keep you in a guideline of good health. You know, you may have more mobility at this age than they have. You know, our generation is a little different because now the science, technology has been revved up. You know, so there's a lot that you still have faith to hold on to. But if you fall subject to believe, you're greater risking that you're going to fall and go along with that curse. So what I'm hearing God saying is, do you believe in me? Because God is the curse breaker of all. So if we're believing in him, and even if we see this, we can ask God through fasting, through prayer, through supplications of our belief that he is spiritual, that he can do exceedingly above all that we could ever ask or think of. And if it's his will for you to pass, no one has, you know, no say-so because it was his will. But if you have not completed your work on this earth, we know for sure he's not going to take you even if you were ready to go. He wants to make sure that his it's will. It's Mrs. Mom. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Did that answer your question, Sister Sonia? Yes, thanks. Mm-hmm. Anyone else? Any questions, concerns? You know, we were talking about generational curses, um, which was one of the topics that came up and arose this day. But I'm asking the Father, even in the spiritual realm, that any curses that may be upon anyone on the line, either is known or unknown, you know, that he would rid it, that it shall not have any power or no authority in your lives, that he will stop the curse at you, that it shall not even ail you or befall your household, anyone in the next generations after you, that it shall be called to a knot, it shall be cease and desist, that it shall fall back into the pit of hell, that it shall return back to whomever the sender was. In the mighty name of Jesus, I ask God to send the host of angels from the heavenly realm that is concerned and assigned to your name, to your generation, to your life, to your children's life, to their children's children, 
that they all shall be dispatched now in the mighty name of Jesus, that God will see fit, that every imp, every wicked scheme, plot, plan, anything the enemy has um, with your name on it, any altars, anything, any candles, any books, whatever that is not of God shall be destroyed. It shall be stripped. It shall be broken into pieces. It shall fall into fire that it shall turn into ashes, that it has no power. We render the enemy powerless over any generational thing, whether it's health, whether it's seeing, whether it's speaking, whether it's writing, walking, living, anything that is not of God. We ask him to destroy now. In the mighty name of Jesus, backbiting, cursing, Whatever you may think of that is not of God, that can come and, and be conjured by the mind of man. We ask God that we shall have long life, God, as you said, that we shall live a life pleasingly and acceptable in your will, Father, as we present our bodies as the living sacrifices, holy, acceptable unto your will, as our honorable duty of service, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper, Lord God. No word curses, Lord God. No handwriting, no tea leaf, no cards, no nothing, O oh God, shall befall thee in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And that brings us to... Some mighty subjects I have this morning. I have a, well, this afternoon, I have a quite few, and I don't want to hold you too long, but I hope you have your pens and your paper ready because these are some things that you may definitely want to write down because I'm going to be talking about the meaning of restoration, restoring, and revival. I'm also going to be talking about your mouth, and God is real. I want to give you some understanding, because we're getting ready for our revival next month. And I want you to understand that... There's some things in life that needs restoration. There's some things that need restitution. And there's also some things that need revival. Heavenly Father, as we come unto you this day, God, I pray that you would touch every ear, every eye gate, every mouth, Lord God, every heart on the line to receive your word in love, that they may have full, clear understanding. I pray that you may touch their minds, Father, that they will understand what you need them to hear and see spiritually, Father. Father God, as we go into your word, never adding or taking anything away from it, Lord God, I pray that you will remove me out of the way, Lord God, that they may hear what you need them to hear and see. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray, God. Amen. So I want to talk to you about restitution. Restitution is the act of returning something 
that was lost or stolen to its owner. An act of restoring or a condition of being restored. Restoration is a bringing back to a former position or condition. And for revival is an awakening of men to their spiritual concerns, recall, return, or recovery from a state of neglect, obtaining obstructivity or depression as the revival of letters or learning, recall or recover to life from death. The church and the body of Christ must call forth these things amongst the people so that they can be healed, delivered, set free in Jesus' name. God restores, sets free those that are bound, dead in the spirit, not knowing what their gifts are for their life or not knowing what their gifts are for the perfecting of the saints of God. I am here to help you move forward in the Lord. The meaning, let's go to Second Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. For all the promises of God in him are yea and in him amen. Unto the glory of, I mean, unto the glory of God by us. So anything that we ask of God, His answer is yes and amen. And a lot of times people forget that. But in your restoring, your restitution, your restoration, your revival. And I pray that this this touches your heart, Sister Sonia, because when it comes to such a thing as, Lord, how much time do I have to live is something all in itself. You know, when you begin to ask God, Lord, will I live long? Will I have long life? Well, I have longevity, but look at what my history is of those in the family of our women. You know, it takes time to sit and hear what the Father would say. So we go to 1 Corinthians, welcome, chapter 15, verse 54. So whom this corruptible shall have? Put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality. Then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. A corruptible body is that which may decay and perish the human body that may be corrupted, that may become Um, purified, subject to decay and destruction, our bodies are corruptible. So the scripture is letting us know 
that this fleshly body can easily be corrupted. And in corruption is the quality or state of being free from physical decay. Mortal is subject to death. The same to die. Man is mortal. So that's letting us know that this mortal body is subject to death. But to be absent of the body is to be present with the Lord. Immorality is the quality or state that someone or something will move, I mean, will never die or be fortified or be forgotten, such as God. He's never forgotten. He he has died as we have died, or we died. But he was able to come back for us as he promised us because he knew that he would not stay down in that grave because it couldn't hold him. Such as we will be raptured out with him but what we're our rapturing with him is to be with him. Amen. Your mouth. I want to bring this in with the revival, the restitution, and the restoring. Because our mouths can get us in a world of trouble. First of all, we need to know that life and death is in the power of your tongue. I'm going to say that again. Life and death is in the power of your own tongue. Do you know you can speak into your own destiny? That was my child's sermon. I'm trying to help you to your destiny. <laughs> We're going to go to Proverbs chapter 6, verse 2. Thou art not snared with the words of thy mouth. Thou art taken with the words of thy mouth. See, you can snare yourself with your own words of your own mouth. You can be taken in such a manner because of the words that comes out of your mouth. Proverbs 8 and 7, for my mouth shall speak truth, and wickedness is in abomination to my lips. Even though the Bible speaks that no fountain can spear out two different types of water. It can't be bitter or sweet, but the mouth can speak good and evil or good and bad. Proverbs 8, verse 8. All the words of my mouth are in righteousness 
There is nothing forward or or perverse in them. Proverbs 21 and 23, whoso keepeth his mouth and his tongue keepeth his soul from trouble. I mean, we can't get no plainer than, than what the word is already saying. Because if we begin to speak that I am ailed in my body, and we don't speak I am healed, out of your mouth is what begins to happen. I used to say that I was tired even though I really was tired. But you have to begin to do a psychological change through your mouth that the atmosphere that's around you is able to align with what God has for you. Because God does not intend for us to be sick, bound, Broke down, disgusted, broke, in poverty, lacking, dirty. He does not intend for these things for our lives. Proverbs 18 and 7. A fool's mouth is his destruction, and his lips are the snare of his soul. So we got to be careful on how we're using our mouths because the mouth, it's the very piece of the body that keeps a function going. Without a mouth, how would you communicate? Because we have some that are deaf. We have some that cannot see but can hear. So if you have to use sign language to a person that can't see, you still ain't speaking nothing to them. They make him feel you. You make him feel them because we all have hearts. We have that sense that we know someone is standing amongst us. But how are we communicating? If you have an art with somebody, you think they don't know you mad at them or vice versa? But sometimes people don't know that you have offended them with your mouth because they never even opened their mouth to say anything to you. The mouth is a, is a tricky thing, just like the enemy. Proverbs 18 and 8, the word of a talebearer are as wounds. And they go down into the innermost parts of the belly. That means a liar. Huh? You 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 have conjured up so much in your mouth of this bad speaking that now is down in your belly. Now it's something that's living with you, within you. It's in your inner being. 
A talebearer is a person who maliciously gossips or reveals secrets. A busybody. Somebody and I know we know these we, we got some of these around us in our camp. Matter of fact, I'm 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 gonna give you this 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 teaching of who's in your camp before we get off this line because I see where God is taking this a little bit here. Because you need to understand that it's not just your mouth that put these things upon your body, your life, your children. Other people's mouths has life and death in it as well. And the moment that someone sees you happy and they're not there in the moment with you, they begin to, uh, oh, you see how she's doing now? Now, we all was together last week. Now, look at her. Oh, she, she done got her new car. Oh, she done got her nails done. She done got her hair done. And then you wonder when it's time for you to go and get beauty side, why you don't like what you see. You, you, your hair doesn't never come out right. Your nails not the color you really want them to be. The nail tech is, is, is all over the place. Your toes ain't right. Hello, somebody. Nobody likes to hear the truth of the matter. But we got to be careful on who's in our camp and what's being spoken in the camp that you don't even hear or know about because it's coming from another mouth. Psalms 107 and 2. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. We all can be redeemed under the hands of the enemy. But the thing is, do you even know you're in his hands? Are you the gossiper? Are you the one that, that's going and running your mouth so much that <clears throat> you don't know what's going on with your own life? You thinking you you all well and put together, nothing's wrong with you. But when you look at everybody else, you can see everything wrong with them. Psalms 107 and 20 says, he sent his word and he, uh, he healed and delivered them from their destruction. Isaiah 55 and 11 so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Now, just as before I even gave you this teaching, I said... I dispatched the angels, the host of angels, 
from heaven. Those are the warring angels that go out and take flight. They are able to shred and destroy things that we can't physically go and do ourselves. So when you get to the Isaiah 55 and 11, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall accomplish that which I please. If you get up in the morning and you are speaking in your atmosphere of your day, God, I thank you for waking me up this morning. Lord, I love you today. However you reverence your heavenly Father, then you begin to speak to your day. Day, we will have a glorious day today. We're going to bless somebody. God, I ask that you bless me, that I may bless somebody else. Lord, let the sun shine on me for the rest of the day. Lord, I ask that all my doors be open. How can you not go through a day glorifying the Lord if you woke up that way? You can't tell me that the enemy's not going to try you. But if you spoke those things as though they were not, as though they are, how is it your day turned to mess? Even if you had a long day, guess what? Somebody didn't make it home. Somebody lost their life. Somebody lost their eye. Somebody lost their tooth. Somebody lost their hearing. Somebody completely lost their children or their child. They lost their home their vehicle, but you have all things intact. All your worldly possessions are in one place where you left them. But you weren't about sister so-and-so that stepped on your shoe and served. You still talking about her stepping on your shoe, not saying excuse me, because she always faking in the spirit, so she always doing stuff. So you allow all that little scenario to not take you to what you spoke that morning. We got to be careful on how we allow things to overtake and overshadow our well-being. Because the world is not getting to a place where it's going to be called happy, happy land. We have to create our atmospheres to be happy, to be glorious, to be peaceful, to be joyous, to be honorable, to be respected, to be respectful, to be pleasing in the sight of God. Because it's already pleasing in the sight of man, because man already made all this stuff. But God still gave us free will. So the blessings of God from Proverbs 10 and 22 says, The blessings of the Lord, it maketh rich 
and addeth no sorrow with it. Nehemiah 13 and 2. Because they not, I mean, because they met not the children of Israel with bread and with water, but heard Baal against them, that he shall curse them. Howbeit our God turned to turned a curse into a blessing. Revelations five and twelve, saying with a loud voice, "Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power, and riches, and wisdom, and strength, and honor, and glory, and blessing." Once again, we're speaking with our mouths here. We want things to go our way. We want things to be happy and joyous. We can't always rely that God is going to set that tone. We have to go in and, and, and modify. We got to go in and, and speak these things. Bring the blessings in. Speak them in the atmosphere. Declare and decree them out of your mouth that it shall be so upon your household. There shall be peace in my marriage. There shall not be any fighting. There will be no disappointments. I seek health to come. Well, you might not see it in the moment that you speak it, but Lord God be our witness. I know that it shall come forth and come to pass. Revelation 5 and 11, and I beheld, and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne, and the breath of the elders, and the numbers of them were 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. So you mean to tell me if we got all this equipment, Not of our own accord, but it just said huh, 10,000 times 10,000 and a thousand of thousands that we can call on, we can dispatch out, not in our area, over in Africa, over in China, over in Asia, go over to Indonesia, go to Egypt, go over here, get them, build there. What in the world are we doing? We're supposed to be spiritual beings. We're supposed to be spiritual, holy. But we yet still talking about, God, we're not making it. God, this is not it. God, I'm, 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 I'm weak. I can't make it no longer. I'm just done. Just let me go. I don't want it no more. And God got to just, just, just put his weight on us in order for us to stop the waddling and our own vomiting and blood. For us to pick up our bed and walk. You got to understand the meaning 
of what restitution is, what is restoring for you, what is your revival, how to use your mouth. We can use our mouth to come and shun every situation there is. We can call and tell the bill collectors why we don't have the money, what has happened. They give us all kinds of discounts that we don't deserve because all you had to do is not buy them cigarettes, not buy that beer, not go out here and buy them shoes you didn't need, not go over here and buy that car you didn't need. You should have paid them bills and you wouldn't be in debt. But because we didn't make the right choices and decisions, something called grace came around. And because there are laws and rules that are set by these companies and businesses that we are merchants of, they allow us to do credit. They allow us to do partial payments. They allow us to try to get it right. But if you speak that all bills shall be paid in full, all debt shall be counseled or paid in full, won't these tens of thousands of angels begin to get to work on your behalf? Or did you not know that you had that many going on because you are a kingdom kid? You are a child of God. This is why it's important to know who you are, whom you are. What is it that you truly possess in your own body, in your own atmosphere? Your own life. The more you speak, I'm not going to make it. We're not going to get this. We ain't going to get that. Guess what? You're never going to have anything because you keep speaking the negativity. You're speaking the way that they'll want you to speak. The enemy wants you to serve him. He doesn't have anything. He don't want you to have nothing. He doesn't want your children to have anything. He don't want your mama, your daddy to have nothing. Because if they have something, that's what you got it. Isn't it when you get married, or even if you before you get married and you got a boyfriend, and you say, what, what is his is mine, and what's mine is mine, T. Huh? When you begin to speak like that, you don't think that manifestation is going to come forth, is going to come through the truth? Manifest these things in, in another manner. Are there any questions, concerns, anybody will have any rebuttal you want to give as far as these subjects here?
Nobody have anything to say? Are y'all here? Amen. 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 I mean, I'm just keeping it real. This this is where we are. We have a revival coming up. We're going to have all walks of life. Everybody, different levels, just as we're on the line. Different levels, different stages, you know, different things that's ailing us. But we have to speak those things as though they are not as though they were. You go, you, you, you have to go grocery shopping. You know, you have to go clothing shopping, school shopping for your children, you know, your grandkids. And before you leave out, we always make a list of what we're going to get, what we need. But do you stop and pray and ask God, bring the prices down, Lord. Have a price cut. Show me where the sales are. Show me what I need to buy. Because sometimes we just go in and we routinely buy the same stuff. And every month, you're throwing away the same food because you don't eat it. Or you eat a little bit and it gets rotten. So now, (coughs) we got more food waste than we do of consuming the food. To prevent this and not to be a glutton, not to misuse and abuse food, because it's important for us. We can't be like Moses to get the manna from on high because we don't even know what the manna was for Moses. But the word of God says man cannot live on bread alone. And I'm going to show you that God is real. Strive. Do as what is told of you. To do or what is asked of you. God is watching you at all times. Matthew 10.27 What I tell you in darkness, that speak ye in light, and what ye hear in the ears, that preach ye upon the housetop. God is telling you, when you come before him in that midnight hour, in the darkest of the dark times, that he speaks to you in the light. And what ye hear in the ear that preach ye upon the housetop. Meaning you go and tell what God has shared with you. You're not to keep it to yourself. This is why you got to learn how to use your mouth. Maybe we need to have a mouth seminar, you know, because we use our mouths incorrectly. 
when your mouth should be closed, it's open. When it's open, it should be closed because sometimes you need to just hear. And if you really not just hear, but if you listen to what people say to you, if you really listen to what's being preached on these platforms, you would understand that something ain't right. Some things just don't add up to what I know my God to be. Because right now I'm telling you God is real. Matthew 10 and 26 says, Fear them, not therefore, for there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed and hid that shall not be known. He's saying, fear them not. Why are you scared of your uncle that molested you? Why are you scared of your brother that beat you? Why are you scared of your mother and father that chastens you because they're mad at each other? Because of their substance abuse. Why are you scared of your spouse, your husband, that disrespects you with his mouth, his gestures, his emotions? Huh? Matthew 26 says, fear them not, therefore, for there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed, and hid that shall not be known. Matthew 10 and 34. Think not that I am come to send peace on earth. I come not to send peace, but a sword. Everybody talking about God is soon to come. Jesus is soon to come. Get ready. Be prepared. Get ready. Get your house in order. Don't do this. Don't do that. God is saying, when I come, you think I'm coming to, to shut it down? I'm not coming to make no peace up in your house and you didn't speak peace. I'm not coming over there to clean up your mess that you keep vomiting in every day. Well, I want to do that. I come to bring the sword for whomever. It will be dark when I come down. There will be no light. I'm just reading what the word of God says. I'm just telling you what God says. Matthew 10 and 38 says, And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. So you or whomever thinks you are bigger and better than God, and you don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. You don't have to listen. You don't have to bow. You don't have to stop what you're doing. You don't have to make things right. That's not of God. We all do wrong. And if you have hurt or there's an art, you need to get it right. If you have not gone to God or if you have not gone to that person or people, place, thing, whatever, 
even if you you, you treat a dog wrong, you're wrong. But you can't tell people that nowadays because you got the governor on the TV damning the people because they did not take the vaccine. When did we get on the TV and we cussing so much like this? When did we get on the TV and all this stuff is just wide open? There's no passcodes for nothing no more. There's no hiding it from the kids. You know, everything is wide open. The kids partying with the adults now. You might as well go ahead and open up the club and, and, and have the, baby, the babies and the daycare inside the same club. Because that's what we're doing. You're smoking with your kids. You're drinking with your kids. Our parents didn't have that when we were coming up. You couldn't talk any kind of way around adults. You couldn't be sassy. You couldn't put that hand on that hip. You couldn't roll your neck. You couldn't roll your eyes. If you would have, they would have been stuck up in the side of your head. Your neck would have been broke. And so was your back if you decided you wanted to turn it like these kids are doing now. God says, you can't truly say, I have done this very thing, knowing you have done it. Meaning, you can't say, God, I didn't do that. That wasn't me. You can't truthfully say, I have done this very thing, knowingly you have done it. You know you did it. Your husband come in and say, baby, did you drink my juice? Why don't you just say yes? No, I didn't drink no juice. But it's on me. Y'all in the house. And you said, no, I didn't drink no juice. Well, who, it must be a juice bandit then. No, you probably drunk it. No, I didn't. That, that's the, that's the, 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 the worstest argument you can start right there. Because from that juice, it goes from you didn't wash the clothes, you didn't do this, you didn't do that, this ain't done, this ain't done. It's like you trigger more anger that was suppressed. And this is why the Bible says a sweet word turns away wrath. If you just tell the truth, it will set you free. Why is it so hard for us to tell the truth? Why is it so hard for us to answer what is being asked? And I'm talking about as women, how we use our mouth. And we sit there, they ask us, well, how was your day? Well, you know such and such did it. All you got to say, it was okay, it was bad, I just need to hug you because I, 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 I really didn't have a good day. Men are not, um, men are straightforward. 
women, we, we have to go around the bush and talk about this and that because that's who we are. But sometimes you need to condition yourself to be straightforward. If you know that you didn't want the pink panties on today, why would you wait four or five panties down the line you done tried on and put the blue ones on? What's on your mind? Just, just with the first thing that comes to your mind, that's what you should do. All women do that. No, I ain't going to wear these shoes. By the time you get dressed, all the shoes is out, all clothes is all over the place. When you need to sit down, condition yourself, because when you're out of order, everything else is not in order, whether you know that or not. When you have your belongings all over the place, you're all over the place. Mentally, physically, you're all over the place. There's some, I heard somebody unmute themselves. Did somebody want to say something? Does somebody want to chime in? or add to where we are, I'm letting you know that God is real. All right, Matthews 10 and 40. He that receiveth you receiveth me, and he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. Okay, I'm going to read that again. I, I, I feel like somebody did not get this. This, this, this right here, this just didn't stop. I ain't got to teach nothing else. I ain't got to say nothing. This right here is the scripture of the year. Matthews 10 and 40. He that receiveth you receiveth me. And he that receiveth me, receiveth him that sent me. Now, if they can't accept you for who you are as Christ has sent you to them, they're not receiving or rejecting you. They're rejecting the Christ that's in you who sent you. I'm talking about marriage, friendship, sisterhood, brotherhood, cousins, aunties, best friends, neighbors, employees. No one is exempt. First of all, God says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. We are a peculiar people. And as women, we're an apple of his eye. He perceives men and women in two different ways. We're not categorized the same. Men have a structure that they have to follow as a man of value. Women has a structure that we have to follow as a Proverbs 31 woman. Let me calm down. I'm getting a little bit excited. Because I'm telling you that God is real. Matthew 10 and 41 says, 
He that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receiveth a prophet's reward. And he that receiveth a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. Now, y'all don't believe me. Y'all don't believe this scripture because they don't never talk about it. Huh? They tell you, come, and, and God said, so a $1,000 for your healing. This is a $1,000 line. Come over here. Give us 5000 God said that there's two people in here that have $10,000 to give up. And my God, do we run. Lord, this is my last thousand, and I'm trusting you, and I know you're going to do what they said you're going to do, and they just stole all your money. Because the scripture says, he that receiveth a prophet. He didn't say he that received a false prophet. That's just like you're following wells of living water springing up ministries. Because when you leave my presence, you're full. Though those wells are real. The wells are flowing with wells of living water. We live up to our name that God has given us. This is not a name that man gave this ministry. All things are given by God. So God told you to sow your 10% into this ministry, as well as giving your tithe, your offering, the offering to the leader or another member, however. And he says in Matthew 10, 41, he that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receiveth a prophet's reward. What is a prophet's reward? When you sow your tithe, your offering, your honorable service as a servant, whatever you have to give, that prophet ought to be using his or her mouth to speak into your life what thus say of the Lord, but also for the increase of what you've given. You wondering why you at, at Bishop Baba Church and Sister Two Stepper and you give them money every week and you ain't shying one or two dollars. You give me anywhere from Fifty to a hundred, almost a thousand dollars, and your light is on a verge of getting cut off. You're in a verge of not being able to fix your vehicle, and you barely eating because you are sowing into a ministry that does not have a true man or woman of God serving God properly. Number one, God is real. 
his word never returns back unto him void. Even if they are not a prophet, but they are just a pastor or an evangelist, God says in the rest, and he that receiveth a righteous man, in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man reward. Either way, there's still a man or woman of God whom he did what sinned. Not only did he sin or call them, but he sent you there. Or did you sin yourself? Okay. Matthew 10 and 41 is real. Ask the members of this ministry, are they flourishing? Are they in the same alignment where they were when they first came to this ministry? I guarantee you their answers will be different, but their answers will be in alignment because they're still in the face of God. They still see the light. They ain't saying, well, I'm in the tunnel trying to, to, to you know, trying to see the light. I, I, I'm making it. It's all right. You know, this ministry is, is okay, you know. And I'm not here to toot the ministry's own horn, but there's many ministries out here that you can get into. They're true men and women of God, and they're doing what they're supposed to do, and you can flourish with them as well. But it's not many. It's not many. The last subject I want to give you to tie this all in is to be charged of the Lord. Second Timothy chapter four verse one says, I charge thee, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who shall judge the quick and the dead as his appearing and his kingdom. Before I go on, does anyone have anything to share, say, any questions? You know, you want to just tag along and add on to what has been spoken thus far? Anybody, the floor is open. I see someone unmuted themselves. Did you want to say anything? I hope this is helping somebody. This is just. It's silly because <laughs> I'm full, and and I mean I'm full in my heart where it's easing to my belly to give the nourishment of what we truly need to make it in this walk, in this life. 
Your mouthpiece is the importance of it all. But also knowing that God is real. Also knowing how to be charged in the spirit is very important. Because you want to say, I'm a man and woman of God, and you don't have no substance. You don't have the power. You don't have the understanding to even begin to break this word down and minister to somebody. You got people out here believing all types of doctrine. Which should not be. At all. Second Timothy verse four, chapter one. I mean chapter four, verse one says, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome, who just came in. Um, I charge thee before the Lord God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Second Timothy 4 and 2. Preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort, with all long-suffering and doctrine. Now, don't think just because we speak in a good word, you know, we speak in goodly over our lives, you know, we want peace, we want focus, understanding, and structure. Yes, we can have all these things. But because you decided to walk with God, There is one of the fruits of the Spirit that will never leave, and that's long-suffering. God never said that this road would be easy, walking and living for him, working and speaking for him, laying hands and watching, praying, fasting, all these things we must do. But this is how you stay charged in the Lord. You have to preach in season, out of season, whether you feel good, whether you don't feel good. God has shown you all my walk. I've had many and numerous that question me, question my walk, question my talk. I'm very careful of what I speak out of my mouth because I know that it holds weight. Second Timothy verse chapter four verse three. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they keep to themselves, teachers having itching ears. Meaning, they don't want to really hear the truth. They just want to hear anything that, that sounds good. Their ears are itching so bad that they just want to hear something. 
They want to hear anybody preach. They're not caring whether it's the truth or not. Titus 2 and 1. But speak though, but speak though the things which become sound doctrine. We have to speak the sound doctrine, the real doctrine that God gives us to speak. We can't preach what we want to preach. We can't be like these other churches that structured other ways than in holiness. Because you got everybody want to worry about the denomination, this is their religion, this is this, this is that. We all operate and should operate under holiness as spiritual being ministry. God did not tell us that the supernatural was something. He did not tell us about the prophetic realm being something. That's not in the Bible. And you're not going to find it. Hebrews 3 and 7 says, Wherefore, I am the Holy Ghost, saith today, if ye will hear his voice. How do you hear God's voice? Number one, by being still. Practicing being still. Practicing taking time to really have a full, intimate relationship with God. Meditating, and I ain't talking about humming and and chanting and all of that. I mean literally just sitting, being quiet, still. When you're driving, turn the radio off. You don't always have to have all this noise on all the time. Because you're missing the, the time, the adequate time that you could spend with God. You know you got an hour commute. That hour commute would be me and God praising him, thanking him, speaking to him. Lord, heal my body. Touch my husband. Touch my children. Whatever God puts you in your spirit. You should be ready to speak it out of your mouth that day. And you will begin to hear his voice speak unto you. Hebrews 3 and 8. Harden not your heart. As in the, per- the, the production in the day of temptation in the wilderness. So he's telling us not to harden our heart, as in the provocation in the day of temptation in the wilderness. We're going to get tempted. We're going to be in the wilderness. And as us being in the wilderness, the temptation comes. And he's asking us. Harden not your heart during these times. Second Timothy chapter one verse seven. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, 
of the spirit, but of power and a and of love and of a sound mind. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. First Timothy two and two for things and for all are in authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For all godliness and honesty. Is there anyone have anything else to share or say? Any questions, comments, rebuttal, anything? I want to give you this last portion of when someone talks about you in a wrongful manner. Because we're talking about the mouth. I'm showing you how to project and and manifest these good things into your life. How to rid the enemy out of your life of using your mouth. Now it says no matter who it may be. Whom someone has something to say about you that's not of God, be mindful of whom is speaking. Because, see, we can have many that speak against us, many that talk to us in our face, speaking negativity, speaking evil. But you got to know who's speaking. 1 Corinthians one twenty nine says that no flesh should glory in his presence. 1 Corinthians 1 and 30. But to him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. First Corinthians three and sixteen. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. First Corinthians two and five. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of man but in the power of God. 1 Corinthians 2 and 3, And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much troubling. 1 Corinthians 1 and 31, That according as it is written, He that that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. And I summed that up because you have to understand in life, when you're walking with God, you're talking with God, and there's a lot going on in the earth that you may not understand, you may not get a whiff of, you may need help coping. We always have to watch what we say.
say, how we say things, we also have to understand that God is real. He's not a toy. He's not a magician. He is a God of mystery, a God of war, a God of sovereignty, a God of love. He's our everything. He's all that we could ask for and even imagine. But you, hey, glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. You Oh, glory. Glory be unto God. Hallelujah, Jesus. He's our all in all. He's in all, with all, and through all. He makes our crooked ways straight. He's opening up doors that we can't even open. He's imagining things for us for this to come in the future. He's already made way for us. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Mm. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. No height, no depth, no mountains, no nothing. Because if we have to climb up those mountains to get a word from God, we must have piety. Lord, I thank you for your word today, God. I pray that it has touched the minds and hearts of your people. I pray that they have feast on it today, that they will feast on it for the rest of the week, oh God. I pray that they've written down things that they've heard, that they've seen, oh God. Well, Father God, thank you for taking us to the next level. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father God, I pray that you would be. Father, I pray that those are travel, they're in your home. Father, as we close up this service, but never your presence, Lord, we ask that you will continue to keep us, lead us, and guide us. Father God, we thank you for our sheltering of our materialistic things. Well, Father God, we pray and ask that you will show us how to devastatedly, in Jesus' name, God.
Thanks a lot, everyone. Praise the Lord, Pastor Don. Dismiss his mom. Yes, ma'am. Um, that was me going in and out, but people keep calling me, you know, oh. and I, I try not to answer, but that was me keep going in and out. Oh, okay. Well, did you have okay, yeah, that was me. Yeah, yeah but I, <clears throat> excuse me, I enjoyed everything you talked about today. It really touched my heart touch my soul, you know, and I, I agree with everything you said, so amen to all of that. Amen. That's right. You never know who we touch or who we are touching and why, you know. I just I thank you for getting on the line to be a part of the service, you know, because without you, I couldn't do what I need to do, you know, um, through the living God and his testament of his word. You know, I, I pray that everyone receives what God has done this day, you know, that his power and might was poured out on us that we go and we practice, you know, the word that we have been given. And even go back and we read those scriptures, you know, keep them fluently with you. Because, see, people don't believe your ordinary day conversation, the subjects and titles or the teachings of it in the world. You know, praise the Lord. So, How you doing, Meet the Bond? Praise the Lord, Sister Lisa. You know. How you doing? All right. You don't sound good. What's wrong? I'm okay. Nothing's wrong. Huh? I said I'm okay. Nothing's wrong. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yes, yeah, I am. So, do you want me to put it on mute? Yes, man. We're just wrapping up from today. We have our service today was about, um, you know, about using your mouth and you know, talk about um, the use of our mouths, how we use our mouths. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Uh, so. Oh, okay. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm looking here. I'm going to continue listening. Did, did, did you say y'all was about to wrap it up? Hello? Yes, I can. Uh, did you say y'all was about to wrap it up? Yes, ma'am. Oh, I thought y'all stayed on to four. Sometimes we do, and sometimes that just depends, you know, how um, everyone leaves. And I'm not one of those those teachers or ministers that keep on going and, and the anointing is not flowing. 
you know, I don't preach on my own accord, um, you know, but we, we've been on for a, little, a while now, and, um, you know, it flows differently every service, you know, however God intends for the service to flow, you know, but mm-hmm. we were talking about um, a few things that people had on their hearts, and God took us in a way of talking about, you know, how we use our mouth, knowing that God is real, and, you know, how to be charged in the spirit of the Lord as we are men and women of God, you know, that we are properly able to preach his word um, as ambassadors, to other people where they're able to receive from us, you know, not just us um, just talking and running our mouths any kind of way because yes. that's what we do, you know, on a day-to-day basis. You know, we're just running mm-hmm. our mouths, we're just talking, you know, and with our tongue, you know, in our mouth live the life and death, you know, so we can speak Mm -hmm. life and we can speak death, you know, and we have to be careful on the things that we say and speak, you know, just as such when I've met you in your situation, you know, I was speaking life into you because when we deal with a lot of things, we feel like we're near death, you know, we feel like even though our physical bodies may not pass away, but our soul, the inner being of us can fail. You know, we feel like we're dead. You know, we feel like we have no life. There's nothing to live for, nothing to move on to. You know, but that's why I have to let you know that God is real. You know, we don't live just for us. This world will be nothing without people. And we need Mm -hmm. people. We need each other. We need our brothers and our sisters. We need our neighbors, you know. We feel Mm -hmm. like we we always say, well, I don't need nobody. I don't need nothing. I can do it on my own. I can be here by Mm -hmm. myself. And then when we end up by ourselves, because remember, we spoke this thing. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, we end up by ourselves, and it doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. It don't look good. You know, because men, God did not intend for man to live alone or be alone. Yeah. He intended for us to have a nice knit family. He intended for the marriage to come forth. But because of generational curses, because of people cursing themselves and others cursing them, you know, all things begin to go into this fruit of the spirit called long-suffering. Mm-hmm. Because we decided to walk with God, because we decided to let God be our Lord and Savior, We have to go through persecution, you know. We have to be subject Mm -hmm. to the matters at hand. 
and it's not always good. But to be able to testify that I've made it through cancer, I've made it through my ailments of sickness, I've made it through my pain, I've made it through my sorrow, I've made it through death that other people did not make it through. That's a blessing and being charged of the Lord. It is a wonderful thing. Everybody mm-hmm. said, oh, it may just be a scratch. It might be a scratch to you. But to me, my daddy was bleeding out. You know, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. may have overreacted. Or we may overreact because it's something that you've never witnessed before. Blood is shooting out everywhere. But you go into a panic mode when you really should be praying and asking God, dispatch the angels, mm-hmm. stop the bleeding, you know, send the angels to, to send us help. You know, God, send us help. Send us refuge. Mm-hmm. Glory be unto God. Yeah. So this is what we've covered today. Does anyone have anything else they want to add, share, any questions, any concerns? You want to just add to it? You know, come on, get your rebuttals out so that we can move on without our throughout our day. Mm-hmm. All right, no one has anything to say or share. Um, We're going to move right on along, and I'm going to close our service with our prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day, God. Thank you for waking me up this morning. Close in my right mind. But Father, when it was time to go, I knew it was time to go. When you have things going on in life, you must stop, take a break, listen. Before you react, Understanding who and whose you are. I'll see you all. I am fully recovering. I am still resting. And I'm all the ones at So, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not into thy own understanding, and God shall direct your path. This is Apostle Don, and I am signing off at this time.